With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Outkick the Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with me. Go click subscribe on our YouTube channel. Also, I believe this is on our Rumble channel. Let me give you the latest numbers on YouTube. We now have uh, 923,000 subscribers on YouTube. As I've told you for a while, I want to get to a million. So if you're watching this on YouTube, click like and subscribe. We've got a bunch of stories to run through here. Uh, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I want to say right off the top, I had an awesome time at an on three sports event. Uh, they had Kirk Herbstreet. They had Livy Dunn. Uh, my friend Shannon Terry, his company. Grant Furking, who used to play uh, wide receiver at University of Tennessee. There are many people that were involved. Put on a phenomenal event. Uh, they had the top 25, I believe it is, uh, roughly, or 25 of the top college football recruits in the country in the class of what number are we in? 2023, I think. Maybe it was 2024. I can't even keep up. Uh, I think it was 2024 recruits, maybe. Um, but uh, really cool event. They're a Nashville-based company, went out and had a phenomenal time with them. They threw a great dinner, a great event. Um, so thanks to the On3 three, on three crew who are doing a fantastic job uh, in their college uh, marketplace, sort of the universe. Shannon's a friend, uh, but he was at Rivals, sold it. He was at 24-7. He built out basically the online sports message board universe and keeps improving on each new iteration. It was a fun time with them. Uh, and our own Jonathan Hutton did a really good job uh, uh, interviewing Livy Dunn uh, at that event yesterday. So really fun right off the top. Uh, appreciate getting to go to that event and the job that they did putting that on. Now, this just happened. A lot of you have probably not yet seen it. Joe Biden was speaking at the Air Force Academy graduation, and we will take the clip uh, and play it in a short version of, of the show that we'll share out on social. And I tweeted it out, so if you want to go look at this uh, fall, it's a bad fall. Uh, Joe Biden finished what appeared to be his commencement address. This just happened about 15 minutes ago. Had a big fall. Had to be helped up from the ground on the stage, uh, from the stage by other surrounding uh, individuals. He almost fell, if you remember, at the G7 conference coming down the stairs, he caught himself and bit narrowly avoided falling. He also has fallen several times going up and down the stairs on Air Force One. It's, it's a real problem now. And I don't think there's anyone out there who can claim with a straight face that Joe Biden is physically and mentally capable to be the president of the United States. Uh, and it is actually in my opinion, outrageous and indefensible that Joe Biden, who is already in, I think, rapidly deteriorating physical and mental condition, would run for president next year. It is reckless at 82 years old. 
to try to be president until he's 86 years old when he's unable to do the job now. Joe Biden says for anybody who thinks he's too old, and there's around two-thirds of the United States population already that believes that, he says, watch me. If you think I'm too old, watch me. I would encourage all of you to go watch Joe Biden fall, unfortunately, on that stage. It appears that he's okay. That's at least a positive. This is elder abuse. It is absolutely reckless to continue to try to put Joe Biden uh, out in the White House in any way going forward. He should announce, and the Democrats should force him to announce if he won't do it, that he won't run and they should have a wide open primary to pick a new uh, candidate to run for office. He can't do the job. And anybody out there who votes for Joe Biden, frankly, indefensible. Let me just say this, too. You might have seen yesterday there was a little bit of a kerfuffle on social media, as often occurs. A picture went out of me at a Ron DeSantis event. And people are like, oh, my God, how dare you go to a Ron DeSantis event? I was invited to the Ron DeSantis event. I am often invited to candidate events all over the country. I've been to a bunch of different Trump events. Uh, I have been to several Ron DeSantis events right now. I probably at some point will meet Nikki Haley in person. I probably will meet Tim Scott in person. I've already met, in fact, Tim Scott in person. Uh, Just full disclosure, I had a conversation with Tim Scott at the Super Bowl. He was out there. I'm in a position where I get the opportunity to meet a lot of political candidates. Uh, And when I can, when my schedule allows, I try to do it. I try to go to dinner. I try to go to private meetings that sometimes are off the record so that I can more intelligently talk about the people who are trying to become president of the United States, right? And so I don't think it behooves anyone out there regardless of who your candidate is. Uh, If you love Donald Trump, if you love Ron DeSantis, if you like Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, uh, Mike Pence is about to announce, Chris Christie's about to announce, there's a really deep bench of really very highly qualified Republican presidential candidates. The idea that you would in some way try to tear down a Republican presidential candidate I believe in elevating the candidate that you favor, but just look at what Joe Biden has done in office and look at what just happened. We've got a commander in chief who cannot walk on a stage without falling over. Regardless of who the Republican candidate is, I will be voting for that Republican candidate. All right. You might see secret photos of me meeting sometimes with these Republican candidates. That to me is my job. I will tell you, as I always have, who I vote for when the Tennessee primary is here, which I think is on Super Tuesday. I have always told you, hey, this is who I'm voting for in the primary, not as an endorsement, right? Just to let you all know, because I try to be as transparent with my audience as I can be. So by the time we get to March 5th, I will tell you who I am voting for in the Republican primary in Tennessee. Always do it. Never going to run and hide from it. But I'm not going to make my mind up who to vote for until I see the actual campaign play out and until, frankly, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of different candidates, hopefully all of them face-to-face, that are running 
to be the Republican nominee for president. So I don't think it's healthy for the Trump people to be obsessed with tearing down Ron DeSantis. I don't think it's healthy for the DeSantis people to be obsessed with tearing down Trump. Ultimately, what's healthy is we have to replace Joe Biden. And so that's my position on it. It's not really going to change. I'm going to analyze the primary and see how it plays out. It's actually my job (laughs) uh, to do so. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But I will push back when people are like, oh, you're a secret donor for, uh, you know, a a presidential candidate. No, I'm not. It's such a lazy, dumb thing to say. First of all, it's public, right? Secondly, I don't donate. Um, I I don't think I've donated for, I, I don't think that I have donated for a presidential candidate in maybe a decade. I'm trying to think when I would have cut a check for a presidential candidate in the last, since I founded OutKick, and I don't think I ever have uh, in that, whatever it is, 12 years since I founded OutKick back in 2011. I've said this before. I donated money to Barack Obama. Uh, I think I donated money to Al Gore. I used to be a Democrat. You may be able, maybe John Kerry, you might be able to go search the, you know, the database and find the, those donations to from me back when I was young, right, when I was in my 20s, and I voted uh, I voted Democrat. I think I did give money to John Kerry and Al Gore, not much money, I didn't have much money, uh, and Barack Obama back then. But I don't believe I've ever doted, donated to a Republican presidential candidate, and I'm not going to do it unless I tell you, okay? Uh, I think we're not supposed to do it uh, as Fox News employees, but I'm not even sure on that. What I will do is advocate for the policies and perspectives that I think make the most sense. And what makes the most sense is we have got absolutely 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt, we absolutely have to, have to beat Joe Biden. And when I saw that sad video of Joe Biden tripping and falling on the stage, it's just such a crazy situation that we could even be in. Remember, watch me. Joe Biden, when people told him that he was too old to be president, said, watch me. He almost fell down the stairs at the G7. He just fell on the stage at uh, Air Force. And for people out there who say, well, people fall. Yeah, I get it. But Joe Biden's falling a lot. And just watch him walk. It's not a surprise that he fell. In fact, I've said on the radio that he was going to have a bad fall. I'm thankful that he didn't fall off the stage. Uh, But this is not healthy. He's neither physically nor mentally capable to be president of the United States. And it is beyond reckless to allow him, I believe, for the Democrats to allow him to try to run for re-election in 2024. For the good of the country, he should announce that he's not running. And they should open up uh, the Democrat primary and let as many people duke it out as they want. Uh, Kamala obviously can run as the sitting vice president, but, I mean, this is scary. 
I mean, he could have hit his head and died, right? I mean, that's a bad fall when you look at it. He could have broken his hip and spent the next month and a half or however long. It takes a long time for an old person to recover from a broken hip. And a lot of people who break their hips never really recover that well. So this is just sad. It's scary. Uh, it needs to end, right? Uh, the Biden, the idea that Biden's going to run for another term. I hope he can serve out this term, but there's no way he's capable of getting reelected uh, from a health perspective. Now, they elected Fetterman, so Democrats have shown that they're fine putting reckless people in positions of power. But even that, I think independents are just going to say, no, This, there's no way that we can do this. Uh, Heat Nuggets, NBA Finals uh, begin tonight. Uh, I will be watching uh, these, not zealously. Uh, I, I'm intrigued to see the matchup. The Nuggets have been a lot of fun. I've, I've watched the NBA off and on. I don't watch it every night during the playoffs like I used to when I did the sports gambling show and when I did my uh, my nightly uh, or my morning uh, sports show where you have to watch pretty much every game uh, in order to be able to talk about them because that's a lot of time your lead. Um, Heat Nuggets. I like the Nuggets in six. I like Nikola Jokic to be the MVP. Not a big shock there from a gambling perspective. Um, I think the Nuggets will win uh, all of their games at home. I don't believe the Nuggets have lost a home game in the playoffs so far. I know the Heat have been pretty good on the road. In fact, they just won three road playoff games against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, but I believe the Nuggets win all of their home games, one on the road, uh, to get the dub 4-2 uh, to two in a six-game NBA Finals. This is a big deal. I don't know how much attention it's going to get, but the Senate has voted 52-46 to 46 to repeal Joe Biden's student loan cancellation. Now, this is in front of the Supreme Court right now, so the court is going to have to decide whether to allow Joe Biden's policy to stay in place or not. Uh, but to me, this is not a difficult call, right? Uh, it's unconstitutional. I told you it was at the time that this began, and now this is both the House and the Senate that have voted not to allow this. So it's a significant step that Joe Biden could not allow, could not get, even with a uh, Senate majority, could not get his own student loan policy through. Um, and uh, Tester, Manchin, and Cinema all voted with the Republicans 52 to 46. So that's three Democrats. I guess technically Cinema is now an independent, but three Democrat aligned senators all voting uh, to overturn and block the student debt forgiveness plan. Uh, Joe Biden says he will veto this bill. Uh, more accurately, Joe Biden's staff, because I doubt Joe Biden knows anything at all about it. Um, today, is the three-year anniversary of Kamala Harris sending out a BLM tweet offering to raise money for anyone who was arrested. Uh, if you're able to, this is Kamala Harris three years ago today, chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Front Fund to help post bail for those protesting on the ground in Minnesota. So Kamala Harris was bailing out soliciting funds to bail out rioters. Just want you to think about this. Never discussed, hardly at all, in the national media. The treatment of the January 6th rioters 
compared to the treatment of all of the BLM rioters who ran roughshod over our cities for months. I have been consistent and straightforward uh, without uh, any, uh, any tiptoeing up to this. You can go check what I tweeted on January 6th. I have been arguing for the full prosecution of any rioters, looters, people who violate the law in the name of political protest, regardless of whether they're Democrats, Republicans, independents, should be punished evenly, right? Your politics should not dictate the significance of your penalty. Unfortunately, with January 6th, that is exactly what we have seen happen. And to me, it is flagrantly indefensible. Uh, all right, a couple of other things. Um, Shannon Sharp has left the undisputed television show on FS1. These guys did the show, I believe, for around six years. Uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless did this show. Uh, we don't know who's going to replace now Shannon Sharp, but the discord between the two had grown fairly significant. I will say this. Shannon became a pretty entertaining uh, television presence, a foil for Skip Bayless. And I don't think it will be easy necessarily to replace him. I would imagine that Undisputed will stay pretty much the same, but that there will be a new debate uh, opponent for Skip Bayless, and we will see exactly how all of that plays itself out. Uh, but after six years, big audience that they have developed, it's true. Uh, Coward has done well. And Skip Bayless has done well with Undisputed. By the way, you might notice, I don't know if I've got a cold or I got allergies going on here a little bit. You know, there's nothing worse than when it's like 80 degrees outside and your nose is running. So I'm not sure what's going on here. But, uh, I, and by the way, I got to make sure my voice is healthy because I got to, uh, I got to make sure that I can record the audio for my new book, which is coming out on August 8th, American Playbook. Um, I am uh, I'm recording again, just like I did for the last book, the entire audiobook version. So I have to read every word. I think I'm going to spend 10 hours doing that this weekend. Oh, no, I'm suddenly panicking. What happens if my voice is not working? Um, but credit to Shannon Sharp. Uh, in particular, Skip Bayless proved, as did Colin Cowherd, that there was life after ESPN. Big audiences have followed Skip. Big audiences have followed Cowherd. Uh, and it will be intriguing to see how the things go uh, as we move forward with that show. Finally, Harvard just keeps hiring far left-wing loons and putting them in uh, for these ridiculous jobs. Former Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who I believe got 13% overall of the vote to be re-elected mayor, because over 80% of Chicagoans believe that she had done such an awful job that they all decided they wanted somebody else, just not her, to be the mayor. Uh, Chicago murder rates have skyrocketed. Crime has skyrocketed. Chicago's a great city filled with a lot of great people. It is floundering right now. The numbers coming out of Memorial Day weekend were awful. New Mayor Brandon Johnson has got his work cut out for him and doesn't seem to think that police matter that much. Lori Lightfoot is now going to teach a leadership class at Harvard. Yes, you heard that right. Lori Lightfoot to teach a leadership class at Harvard. They really will hire anybody 
no matter how much of a electoral failure you are. All right. I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I'm Clay Travis. I'll have another show for you tomorrow. This has been Outkick, the show.